Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends anonymously. She doesn't like something, she'll fucking tell you. She doesn't like taking shit. She is something she doesn't like. She's India. Uh, respect that. She's always had a crack. Respect that. She works hard. Respect that. Hey, ladies and gents. We're back for another episode of Collide Gloss and today Yoo-hoo. we're interviewing Miss Ella. I know, that was a surprise for me. I didn't yeah. know. You've been brewing with this idea, brewing this idea, not with this idea for a while. I have. Why? I thought it might be interesting to do a bit of a deep dive on both of us Okay. from the other person's perspective. Mm, and deep. I've got a few um, external opinions on you as well. Oh, great. Nothing Are we going to have an argument? No, I'm not. I'm so lovely. Are you? Are yeah. you a nice person? I would say I am. Yeah, yeah. you always say. At That's my, why I'm saying I'm At my core. At re- my core. You're like, I'm really polite. Polite and funny. Are they your two top qualities? Oh, I've got more. But I'll just stop You just with like them. those ones. It's all about me, this podcast, so yeah. I know. Off. I know. So, yeah, this is a painful one for me. You're the one that fucking came up with the idea. No, I'm excited. I think it'll be You've interesting. like in the other room, like plotting the whole podcast with my sister and then rang my dad, which I'm really interested what that was about. Yeah, that was lovely. Was it? Because mm. you're lovely? Lol. I think I got some more... <laughs> <laughs> some more... Um, insight into some of your characteristics and traits mm, that okay. may have developed as a child yeah from my father from your father and my mother and mummy 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 mm. dearest um okay well let's just first start with your week we yes. love talking about our weeks we love talking about ourselves um big time fuck it's what do, oh it's only wednesday so yeah i was wigging out i keep thinking it's thursday Anyway. I'm my week's been oh, okay. Yep, my week. Yeah, just the only thing I have to add is I've started getting up at five thirty in the morning. Have you actually though? You said you slept in yesterday. No, day before. Day before. Yeah. Monday I slept in till eight. Yeah. And then Tuesday got up at five thirty, meditated. You happily took... got up at five thirty. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> took the dog for a play. Did a workout. For a play, where did you play? We played in the only park I can take him, which is like this tiny park. <laughs> That's fun. What did you play? We played hide and seek. Did you actually? Nah, he just ran around. Oh, you said. And then there. I got, and then I got the dog thrower. Anyway, not about the dog. Whatever took the. Dog I love for a dog chat. Oh, okay, I bought him. It's alright. Like, no, I'm joking. You can move on. And then I journaled. And then you pooped. And no, then, <laughs> no, I've been constipated, so I haven't done that. We've talked a lot about your bowel movements. Yeah, they've, they've not been good. Um, Wait, did you say you journaled? Yep. Okay, so you're into your journaling. And manifesting. I really want to get my hands on your journal book. Mm. Actually, on that note, Grace, my sister's sitting in here and I went out this morning, like opened the doors to the veranda and she had her big fat crystal charging in the rain and I noticed there was a bit of like paper flapping in the wind underneath it and I was like, oh, excellent, something funny to read. Because it's full moon <laughs> No, and then I went over and it's like a fucking weird just scrap piece of paper of nothing. It was like just for like a sale or a discount thing. Oh, so you didn't do your manifestations, Grace. I don't know what the, why would you put the sale thing under it? It must be. Can I ask quickly? I put something on there. It was on the other side. Ah, oh, fuck. She just said she put something on there, but on the other side. You didn't flip the piece I of paper over? I swear I did. I'd just woken up. But fuck. That's now you're, very now special. you know I was looking at it, so now you'll go hide it. <laughs> um, I did my manifestations too, Grace. Um, but back to the 5.30. I'm on day two. I'm really tired today because I didn't go to sleep till late last night. But I'm hoping it's going to have a positive impact in my life. I feel like it's had negative today. You first paid our employee too much money. She had to correct her. <laughs> lucky she's a very honest young she lady. She would have got an, an extra K in her account. Then, she, oh, then we had a call, a phone call, and you called it the complete wrong person to me. Sitch, yeah, so yeah. it was. Yeah, don't worry, we don't have to say it. That yeah. was funny. Yeah. There was something else funny you did. 
Mm, can't remember. The funniest one was the pay one. Anything else to report? Yeah, nothing. How nothing. was your week? Um, this week, oh yeah, it was Eddie's birthday. He, um, what did we do? Oh no, the Friday night, he had a box the night before his birthday. So he had a huge one, but we had North Bondi fish and we hired our first full-time oh, yeah. employee. So she came with us. It was actually a Clyde job, but we we're like, you know what, love, come on down with us. Have that a few was really cocktails. fun. Um, so we had some, it was like the hottest afternoon. It was like fucking fabulous. Like my dream kind of like Arvo, Friday Arvo set without launching there. Cause I didn't, cause I drove. That yeah. I nearly launched with yeah. Jen, but I didn't. Um, so we had a few drinks there for the Patron thing. They've got like a margarita menu now all month, which is fabulous. So all you margarita fans, you can head on down. Um, and they're then, all amazing margaritas. So good. Like so every the yum. slushy Patron yeah, slushy was really good. Is that good. the Paloma? I think that was the Paloma, Paloma slushy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Saturday, yeah, I thought that we weren't going to really do much because Eddie had a bloody like a really late one, and he was kind of semi all right. So we went, got up, and went to the boathouse and at Balmoral. My sister was working, so we jumped the crew. Crew? The crew? Jumped the crew. I mean, jumped the line. Fuck. Jumped the queue? Queue. It was going to, like, have a really good ring to it then, and I fucked it up. Um, got in there, got a nice little table, had breakfast, and he got a little candle and cake. He was so scat. And, like, you know how singing happy birthday to someone is so awkward. Like, they get really awkward. So awkward. That was, like, really joyful for me doing that to him. And then... <laughs> Went for a swim and then I had a rest and then I took him to Buster in Manly. I went to Freshwater actually before that. It was such a nice afternoon. Buster in Manly vibes all around if you haven't been. Okay, Buster. Yeah, I went to Buster and yeah, he lasted till like nine o'clock. Watch the tennis. I'm just rambling now. That was my highlight. Just like eating nice food with him. Had his birthday. 31st birthdays are a bit whatever. Um, Sunday, was it another hot day? Oh, we went and looked at those fucking apartments in Bondi. Oh, yeah. Development, which was so weird. So we were looking at these rentals came up and we used to live near on this street, Wellington, in this, like, that, was it Mervac Complex? And we loved it. And so we saw this new development pop up that was dog friendly. And Eddie and I were like, let's go down to Bondi, have breakfast, bring the dog, take, take him for a walk and go check out these apartments. Mm. Had a lovely breakfast at my favourite, at the bloody, oh, fuck. Is it neighbor? The shop. The shop. They've done what it all What are you going to call it? Neighborhood. That's another one. <laughs> the shop. Yeah. Bloody vibes there too. So many food recommendations right I just now. like never go to Bondi on the weekend because I'm like it's too intense. That one you always get a table at because there's a lot of people waiting for takeaway and you just like sit down and it's really quick. I got a table straight away. Interesting. Yeah. Because everything else is like. Everything else is it's weird. I think because it's small people don't go there because they think they're not going to get a get table. Get a table, yeah. It's a really good vibe. Anyway, then it's a so, quick collided voice. Yeah, lots of collided voice. Actually, right now. no, don't go there. No, yeah, don't. Fuck off, everyone. <laughs> um, and then anyway, we walked up to this new development, and it was fucking weird. So they just like you write down like, or you tell the lady, I want to look at the two bed, the one bed, the one bed with the study, and they give you the numbers of the like apartments to go look in. The whole thing's just open for you to roam into. So I brought the dog. People are everywhere. You just like open every door in the complex, and you can walk in and look. With the dog, there's no one in there. At uh, every single apartment. Every single apartment is open. I think even the ones that were for sale because it was literally their launch day. But the weirdest thing was a lot is of them. Is there furniture in them? No. And a lot of them had like not finished or damaged, like water damage on the carpet already. And then the grass had like let go completely. So the garden apartments that we were looking at for the dog, like great garden space, whatever. But they'd let the grass literally grow two metres high up on the window. So it looked wait, like you is- were underground nearly with grass. <laughs> Is Tonka roaming around in the apartment? He's walking around. First of all, we were like, oh, we'll do one each, one at a time, like looking at the apartment because we won't be able to bring the dog in. By the end, I was like, these apartments are like, they don't give a fuck. I'm just going to bring them in. Like, it was so weird. But they were like brand new apartments. And the thing was, they're expensive. They're not cheap rent. Like, we walked out of there being like, fuck that. Like, that's weird. I wonder why. What's the agency listing them? I don't know, but it definitely wasn't Mervac because Mervac's like got good shit. Yeah. I wonder if it's multiple different agencies. It's fucking weird. You need to just go look at it. It's pretty funny. You just go look at all the apartments in the block. It's just free roam. But like, 
Do you find that roam. weird? Is that what what you say? Free reign. Free reign. Very close. Yeah, I'm close. <laughs> Roaming. I'm getting worse than Sarah. Sarah Morgan, our friend. Yeah, She's you, terrible. She's terrible, Muriel. You're terrible, Muriel. <laughs> anyway, so that was a bit whatever. So now we're back onto the house hunt. We're going to that open tomorrow in Battle. I'm going through rent the house. The house one you rent. were like, no way would I buy that. I haven't looked at it, but I was just like, oh, one bed. But now I'm just like, I'll go look at it. Cause, like, yeah, because you never know never if it know. will guide more or less. You, never you need know. to just find out if you can go up. But I, I'm sure you could. It's already three levels. You can't go up. It's like a tall one, but a tall one, a tall terrace, but just one bed. Like a small, tall. Yeah, but could you go up another one? No. Mine was four. No, because it's like old school vibes looking. I think it's up. You enter street level and it drops down maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll let you know when I go tomorrow morning. Yeah, um, the multi-level wigs me out. But like, fuck, beggars can't be choosers. I couldn't yeah, even. That. And it won't go house. for the prices going for. It will go for way over. But I'm just Sydney go property market really devo. I know. And then, but manifest, yeah. hold this crystal. Oh yeah, thanks. Got good vibes coming. Have your you had way. it in the rain? No, that I've had my crystals at home in the rain, not that one. Oh, that's so this stays at the office. Oh, it's still good. We need to remember then we need to charge this because this is the most important one. That's yeah, that, that's the, the lucky one. Well, we're yeah, and we're in around it all the time. Yeah, well, maybe I'll hide it in the bush for yeah. tonight outside. Which bush out there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, you can hide it downstairs in that weird scat garage. Oh, yeah, perfect. You can just put it there. No one will get that. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll do that. on the cleaners if we see them come in and put that. Uh, we'll be able to hide it. Yeah, I'll just carefully place that down there. Beautiful. Okay, let's jump into the app then. Welcome me in. Welcoming Ella Dumbrell. Ella El- Margaret I was Anastasia. About to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Do the full name. All right. Welcome Ella Margaret Princess Anastasia, Anastasia Dumbrell, <laughs> born on the 29th of November. 1991, she flew into this world a hyperactive, eager little thing, as her dad called her. Eager little thing. Very hyper was the word to describe you. Oh, okay. Interestingly. But um, I'm going to start it off with your very first childhood memory. I've talked about how we did this game once when we were really drunk with Eddie's friend, who's a psychologist. No. Oh, maybe it was Eddie's the first. Eddie's brother? No. Pace. Oh, uh, yep. I think he said, though, the first happy memory of happiness as a child or something. Same, similar thing. First childhood memory, though. Or happy memory. We'll do either one because happiness and childhood memory could be one traumatic, don't one know happy. What mine would be. Let's do first happy memory. Let's keep it vibey. Um, guinea pigs, getting my guinea pigs. That was a happy memory. That was kindergarten. Yeah. I got my first guinea pig cheeky. And, oh, no, maybe it was Gravy. But Cheeky and Gravy were my OG guinea pigs. Um, Cheeky and Gravy are really cool names. I know, how cute. Who thought of them? Me. Cheeky and Gravy. Cheeky had heaps of different colours. I've got photos. <laughs> I can bring them in if you want. That actually links into your dad saying that you were quite a funny, unique child. Yeah, obsessed with things. So Cheeky and Gravy I went and picked up from my friend Ella Moore who lived down the street. And she bred guinea pigs, who I, I later took on that role to breed until the age of fucking 15. That's uh, fucked. <laughs> I hate guinea pigs. They she, were really cool back in the day. Yeah, though. they were cool. So I had them. That was a fun memory because I loved having them. They How were did sick. Cheeky and Gravy pass away? They lived for so long. They ended up getting these weird um, – <laughs> all my guinea pigs got this and that's when I knew they were like, oh, okay, they're going a bit sick. Um, they had like weird red fucking like – fucking like swelling like scabs all over them oh and they'd be so gross you'd go in and like one side would be like oh you're so cute and then they'd turn around <laughs> all their hair would be gone and they'd be like all these fucking big red scabs everywhere what did they have i don't know it was just like they're old like you know how dogs get growth so maybe that was just yeah. like a scab but they brought a lot of happiness. Like I made their little cage and made them really like, I don't know, play Were you them. really organised with them? Yeah, I had birthdays for them. I'd made like little hats for them for their birthdays. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a bit of a lem donkey like during those formative years? No, primary school was fine. I think that was like kind of anything goes in primary school, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you can be anyone. Really. <laughs> you can be your true authentic yeah. self. Yeah, like I didn't have glasses or anything. <laughs> Yeah, neither. I mean, like I didn't – I think in primary school those weird things made you stand out of being weird. Yeah. But even though that wasn't like we looked like that's so stupid, but I'm saying kids would more make you feel – Did friends come to the guinea pig parties? Yeah, well, uh, the memory I think is like 
I can remember it because I've got photos of my friend Holly, I think must have been there. Yeah, and she's holding the guinea pig and I've, we've got like little party hats on too and we've got party hats on my guinea pig. And would you wish them happy birthday? Like, sing yeah. it. I had special like food for them on their birthday. No, you didn't. <laughs> Fucked. Fuck me. I know. They were my pride and joy. That was Were you so... a sea monkey gal? Oh, fucking sea monkeys. They were my first animals. I, was I remember obsessed. really clearly. Did you ever like I once hit the whole thing over onto my floor in the lounge? Yes. Room, and I was like devastated and I didn't know what to do. I was in shock and you just stood there and they were going like crazy on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I screamed when I did that. Yeah, and, was, I knocked and they had mine that weird into the smell. Sink. Yeah. yeah. That smell the food you used to give them? Yeah. It was really they sad. They were sick. Like, I'd get sea monkeys now for this office. Should we try and see if we can get them? Yeah, I want to get one of those fish um, from the pet store. You oh, know those yeah. fighting Oxalotl? fish? No, Ox- those samurai fighting oh, fish. Oh, yeah, cool. They're really pretty. Did you ever remember, because my dad always talked about getting them. This is another childhood memory. Not, a, not as happy. I used to go to the pet shop at Ringamore all the time. It was my happy place. I loved going in there and looking at, like, buying my guinea pig food and then looking at all the weird animals they had in there. And they used to have those oxalotls. Axolotls. Axolotls. Yeah, what are they? They're those weird lizard water lizards, but they they walk oh, on the yeah. floor. But you can have them, you can get them out, they can breathe out of water. And they're like see-through looking though. And you were going to get, oh, yeah, I know exactly what I you're really talking about. I really wanted one of them for ages. Would you get one of them? No. Mm, okay. <laughs> I would actually consider getting a baby guinea pig. They are so cute. You for know the that model we use for fucking Wella? Yeah. May? I follow her on Instagram. She's got two guinea pigs. I just looked at it and I've been like That makes stalking. a lot of sense. I Yeah, well, guinea pigs are sick. Maybe we should get a baby guinea pig for the office and no, you they can look smell. it up. No, they smell. Like then they poo a lot. They don't poo like in a corner like rabbits. They poo all throughout their cage. So how often did you clean the cage? Well, that was a big argument if you ask my mum and dad that. they Sometimes they lived in a bit of squalor because like it was <laughs> Oh, so you were caring no, to I an did. extent. And it was so gross. So with guinea pigs, I don't know if you're familiar with you have rodents or whatever. Like no, I've with never their had cages, a guinea though, pig. Like you get the cage and sometimes you get the outdoor indoor cages or sometimes I'd have just like the full indoor cage like with the yeah. – not indoor but it's like full, there's no grass area for them. Yeah. But either way their hutch needs to be lined with like newspaper and then you buy hay and stuff. So that would you would literally have to change that like I reckon every few days like it would get so gross like you'd lift it up and you'd be like fuck do I have to change this again there's a lot of shit in here and sometimes I'd just shut it again and be like nah (laughs) (laughs) I remember that one that mum's fucking my grandpa's my friend this is so funny my so my grandpa, mum's dad was a bit of an animal lover and he's like talked to birds and like blah, blah, blah. Mm. Anyway, Graham. And in their house in Camera, they used to have these like old stable like garden area where when we'd go away, they'd look after our guinea pigs. So they would make this like amazing big stable cage for them with hay and they'd, you know, and Justine loved my guinea pigs, the evil. Yeah. Yeah, one. That's another episode yeah, for another, another day. Episode, but she's evil. She's a bitch. We don't like her. And she... She was a bitch back then and we knew it. She used to make comments about how I treated my guinea pigs and saying that it was like some like she made some weird comment that I like didn't look after them well enough or something. And like I was animal like, cruelty. I wouldn't go that far, but I don't even want to say that out loud because I never did that. I loved my guinea pigs a lot. And also No, she was weird you about You killed someone, Justine. I know, bitch. Like, like you actually killed someone. Those weird people have more empathy sometimes for animals. I don't know. But I did have, like, I was just so offensive. Like, who says that? To a child. And they're, like, my, like, babies. Yeah, look, not everyone wants to clean up shit every few days. And so I, I understand. Just sorry, sometimes I was a bit delayed on the cleaning <laughs> front. Like, I was fucking six. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, there's happy memories. Okay. I loved, oh, I loved my Rottweiler Pugsley. I used to dress him up. Yeah, well, um, I'm going to have a little chat about what your dad said about you because it links in to all of that. Okay. So I asked him what your birth was like. Nicola, your mum has not called me back, so I have nothing to report. She's all right. She's obsessed with you. Yeah, I know. It's really strange. That is really like... She always rings me back. She might be off me. Why? don't know. What, because you got a chicken coconut dish and didn't say thank you or something? I did. I missed her last night going, it's so good. Yeah. Did you write back? No. Really? Should we ring her now? Try and ring her. She's with... um. Oh, she's with her best friend. Who was she with, Grace? Cute, but that was in the morning. 
Oh, no, she's with Jude Miller, Edw- Edwina and Claudia's Let's mom. try Ringo one more time. Sorry. Try Ringo. The audio's not going to be fab, but it's not going to be terrible. She must have it on silent. She doesn't know how to – she's not very good with technology. Oh, there. Hello, Stephanie. Nicola, why haven't you called me back? I did. Well, I called Grace back. Well, well that's not Steph. on your behalf or did you, you ring me enough? Yeah, she I was, was ringing on. She was ringing on my behalf, but then oh, I called. Sorry. That's okay. I just oh, you wanted... called again. Sorry, I did just change my phone from Vodafone to Telstra. And you didn't message her back about easy. dinner. No, Nikki, that's fine. I just felt a bit of separation anxiety from you. <laughs> sorry, but um, <laughs> Nicola, quick question: um, what was your birth with Ella like? <laughs> you telling me she's pregnant? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I hope not. I just had my period. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, mum. Good. What the Ellen fuck? Was four hours. Four hours. That's very quick. Very quick for a first. Just slid right on out. And do you want full details now or over a drink one night? No, um, do the details. Do the details. Um. Trying to remember, I was sitting at home patting my Rottweiler, and my water's broke. Sounds like what I'll be doing. Which was a very strange feeling. Did they break then? I'm pretty sure they did. Mm-hmm. But no pain. So we went into hospital. Nothing much was happening. And then I stayed there and Tim and Tanya went home. And then she stuck a hand up me and by midnight <laughs> it was underway or something. Oh underway God, my timing's like then the pain started racking and and what she was out in four hours mm, from hold on i'm trying to think if that's four hours from my water's break and my brain is now gone oh my god i might have to get tanya to refresh me oh, we'll ring tanya then we'll ring tanya yeah, i talk, i say it's a four-hour labor and um yes. how would and you then... describe her as a as a young one Oh, we're talking about this on the podcast, are we? Lovely. As a young one. Yeah. She was really demanding little baby. No, you're just making it up. I had to do it when she was asleep in the car. I can see her doing that. I know. That was weird. I just remember that in Cremorne somewhere. You've told me that story as well. That's pretty weird. So she wouldn't let you cut her toenails. Her toenails are still <laughs> fucking disgusting. So that's, that hasn't changed. Um, so quite quite demanding and controlling. Mm, Anything no, nice? I mean, she was sweet. She wasn't too fussed when she was little sweet. Ruby came along. A bit of jealousy started to come through with the pram and things like that. Two years and seven months. But before that, once we got her into a routine, she was... Pretty oh the dummy that was a bit of an issue. Now we did have some sleeping oh problems. I still remember months. the dummy. I still remember what you said to me with the Santa thing. I had to give it to Santa. Oh, well, that might have been when you were about three or four. <laughs> yeah, that's why I remember it so clearly. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck? I have to give it to Santa?" And you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I can see you loving a dummy. I loved the dummy. <laughs> that's why I probably had speech problems. <laughs> did Ruby love the dummy? Yes, I, I put them in everyone's mouth. Ah, uh, yes. So I like that. Tool. Um, Well, Nikki, thanks um, for that. Okay. We'll see you later. Bye, bye. Nikki. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, so we got your mum's account. Yes. And then do you want my account from the birth? <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I've got a lot of questions to get through. Yeah. So your dad said you came into the world. Mm-hmm. You're a very hyperactive kind of child. But about hyperactive. Yeah, he said that. Okay. And he said that when Nikki couldn't settle you, he'd take you on long walks with Pugsley. Yeah. So maybe that started your connection with dogs and walking. And Rottweilers. Yeah, and Rottweilers <laughs> specifically. Um, apparently you're really good at little athletics. You made it to regionals. Apparently. You know I was good. Mm, had to confirm it. Yeah. <laughs> I was and good. And you were very, very competitive. Mm, that's what ruined my career. And that on one race you ran so hard at regionals and you came third and your dad had to carry you back to the car because you literally like fucked oh, yourself. Oh, no, I collapsed. You collapsed. I remember that. I couldn't breathe. 
and apparently you get you used to get really worked up before before the run because you like wanted to win and you were so competitive. I'd be so nervous. I'd like literally be so nervous. And Dad used to play that um, Eminem song. Lose yourself in the car really loud and oh, make me rap really- with it. <laughs> it's so fucking weird when I look back. <gasps> uh, that yeah, was funny. You yeah, were, no, um, I didn't like that. And then once I got too nervous, it just wasn't enjoyable anymore. That's why. I that's what I he said. Up. Like I was sort of like, this isn't that fun. And I remember when I gave up for good. We were driving to the Narrabeen. I used to do all like there's like the more the hectic carnivals out at that Narrabeen athletic yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, um, I went there too. Yeah, and dad, mum and dad always had to like, mum was actually pregnant with Grace and she had to volunteer. Like if you went to these like race meets, like the parents had to like volunteer out there and it was always so hot, blah, blah, blah. And I got so nervous at these things because all the runners were like pretty good. Like it was getting pretty competitive at that level. I remember we were driving there and dad was like, do you want to do this? Like he looked behind and I was like, he's like, well, do you want to go shopping at Ringham Mall? And I was like... I want to go shopping at Ringham Mall and get Maccas and stuff. And he's like, okay. He's like, I'll just ring your mum and tell her. Mum was already out there since like the crack of dawn because she had to do like the fucking free work out there. And she's like, what the fuck do you fucking out of here? He's like, you already at Maccas, we went shopping all day and never went back, I don't think. I was like, done. Oh, darn. And like, that was, must have been like, you sick. But then I had to do it in fucking high school though. But like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but okay. no, that's, yeah, I remember that story. And I asked him what he admires most about you. Oh, that's cute. And he said that you're very caring. That's right. We like that. Very caring. And I asked him what he's most proud of. And he's very proud of your public speaking skills. Oh, my gosh. Again, that's a At Loretto. Past <laughs> and the business you've created being self-employed. That's, yeah, nice. Very I nice had of a bit him. of self-doubt there for a bit yeah. from them. Yeah. yeah. And they... now you've proved them wrong. I know, right? So when did you realise that you liked things to look and be a certain way and mm. that you were driven by aesthetics? Because I feel like that's very much influenced your career path and what yeah. you like to do. Like, know. do you remember like organizing your room or? Yeah, I remember that. Wanting things to look like, a I would not way. look back at my bedroom and be like, that was sick. I'm aware. You know what I mean? Like, back in the day, like, I don't, but that obviously depended on the time and fucking time in life or whatever. The trends. Yeah, the, the trends time. and whatnot, which was like photos all over your wall and whatnot. But I always was really into photography, the camera stuff. Yeah, when did that start? Cool, like, the cool photos. Giving myself a big like I'm so cool, like, cool <laughs> photos. More so like um, that probably started in like must have been year nine or year ten. I think I always had an obsession with becoming famous when I was younger. Yeah, I was gonna I say think it stems from that. Yeah, talk us through the when you sat on the toilet and you thought like of oh, what's my life. I used to yeah. do that all the time. That is the first memory I have in my old house. I used to sit in the laundry toilet. I remember. And I remember this vision. I was like looking at the wall and I'm like, I used to like say Sorry. my name and be like, who the fuck am I? And like, what do people <laughs> think of me? And it used to like, I used to get into this like fucking K-hole of like wig out, like an outer body experience being like, what do people view me as? What do they see me as? Like, where am I kind of thing? Would that extend to like thinking about earth and like you're a tiny mm. little thing or just no, more just your surroundings? About, like, surroundings and what people thought of me and who I was to mm-hmm. them because I'm looking from the inside out and what it would be like outside As looking in at me. As in how maybe. How you look at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to like I was really suddenly intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. But that's not different to fame. I don't know when I started thinking about wanting to be famous. Yeah, when did you start? I don't want to be famous anymore though. Like that's not it. But I remember thinking when I was younger because I used to do Australian Girls Choir and acting and stuff like that. Like I was obsessed <laughs> with perform- doing performing and loving being the centre of attention. <laughs> that I don't know where that came from. Um, but then I think that then. I ran- can't see your mum encouraging that. Like being like, you're going to be famous. No, dad maybe more. Mm. Maybe my grandma and stuff. I don't know his side. But I used to love that. Like I used to do weekend fucking shit. Like go to Australian Girls Choir. I was in the special group. That special like audition. Mm. Like I had to audition at it and fucking do weekend practice. Like I fucking. Then I went to ATYP, that other thing. Like, you know, the theatre. The sh- theatre for young people. Yeah, used to even like, I'm talking, yeah, weekends at Australian Girls Choir when I was younger. That's fine. Don't have a social life. But I then did ATYP by myself. 
when I was like year eight and nine on the weekend. Year that eight. That's fucking weird. Is incredible. That's dedication. In- then I think that turned me because I was like, these people are weird in the class. Sorry, that is so small minded. No, I did a few of those ATYP yeah. things. They were those just- summer things or no, more weekends? I did term weekend ones. Right. Mm. What about sport? Were they it must Sundays? Have been like no, they're always Sunday. on Sundays. It must have been Sunday then. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And then that kind of quickly faded. I think once I got into drinking and boys and stuff, I just like everything kind of just like faded. That must have been year eight. So by year nine, I was done with all that shit. Um, Incredible that you wouldn't go anywhere by yourself now, but you did that. I would never fucking go to an acting class by myself. But you wouldn't do – I wouldn't even sing in front of people. I don't even know how I f- – I used to do fucking auditions by myself in front of people. I would think so far into it now. I would never, ever do that. Ever. Ever. Maybe you should get back to doing some of that. No. Not the auditioning and the stuff, but just doing a few little things on your own. I do do stuff by myself. Like what? I did stuff by myself the other day. What did I do? Which I quite enjoyed. I think I did something. You went to Terrigal. You went sourcing prop shit. Oh, that was one thing. I yeah, love doing that by myself. Shopping, leave me by myself. I can do that by myself. Don't like being with anyone. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's an individual thing I can do. Nice. Um, I could go to the beach by myself. Yeah. That's fine. Cafes. No, nah, that's coffee. hard. I would never, ever, I've never gone to a restaurant for like a cocktail and sat down by myself. I actually have done that. It gets easier after every drink. Yeah. What, like when you went to the RS? <laughs> yeah, I loved that. You just sit on your phone. you got to yeah. go somewhere where it's not like you're going – you're not going to go to Mateo and sit by yourself no, no. and have a cocktail. That would be fun. And read your book. And people are like, Hale, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get to know myself better. Have a drink yes. with myself. You know you see myself. those TikToks where it's like, I dare you to and get to know yourself better. Take no. yourself on a date. Take yourself for a coffee. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. No, I don't feel. I do walk the dog by myself. I walk the dog by myself. That's cool. Um, okay, yeah. what's the next question? Um, I'm gonna skip some of the boring ones that I don't actually care. But aesthetics and design. Did we actually answer that? No, yeah, we went into photography though. You loved. I photography. think the photography and the acting, and then it kind of gets into. The, I don't know. Then that's all fucking aesthetically pleasing careers i don't know yeah the child eye yeah you know, that's what i you know aspire to be and then you kind of get into i don't know watching shows like the city in the hills that was a big thing for me and like that's very true you know what i mean then i started following those kind of iconic actresses before instagram and pinterest yeah, nice. and tumblr then i got into all of that you know what i mean then you get that just trails off so tumblr yeah. pinterest and facebook making your page oh no myspace was the thing making your page look cool you know looking at other it celebrities and how they did it you know what I mean then mm. I got obsessed with that mm. and just kind of went to yeah nice I think that's where it started yeah then. yeah and just on the note of childhood and school I'm not going to go into uni and shit because mm. we know what you've done yes <laughs> why do you think you don't like authority <laughs> I'm a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> not where I was going. I'm with kidding. That. I'm kidding. I'm definitely not a narcissist, everyone. Am I? No, I'm not. No. No, okay. What just checking. Fuck? I don't know that's if anyone like was doing a weird thing. face. And I was like, am I? You uh, are definitely paranoid. Paranoid, yeah, but that's so different to that narcissistic. That is such an insult. No, I was just like, fuck, am I? No. Then I just had a wig out. That was not um, what that question was no. leading toward. As in, you just, you're, you don't mm. like authority. I think I did. And then when I went to, La- I did, I've never like been bad. And then I think I went to Loretto and then it, when it was – then when you start like like maybe just getting a bit like let down by teachers and stuff, maybe. No, that's getting a bit deep. But you know what I mean? Like, like I was getting, in like – feeling like you're getting singled out or picked yeah. on. Yeah, And I was sure. in like really like I was kind of, you know, I was not that great at school. But there was like a few subjects. Like I was all right at English. I was in like from day dot I was in like the extension. Like the, there was only one class got picked for that. And that's like by the year 12, I don't even imagine myself being in that ever, like ever again. But that just shows like originally from year seven to year nine, I was gifted enough to be in that. And then, and then I just got singled out and then I just fucking, I think over a few things, you just get fucking over it. Like it's like fuck Totally. It. And then like I think that changed it a lot. And then probably who you like, I think I always had it in me. Then in my friends, mm. shout out to Claudia. She was probably the naughtiest girl in our year. And of course she became my best friend. <laughs> 
So then I think they, you know, always put us together as like a duo. Like, mm. you know, like even things I was talking to mum the other day, like just stuff how like school can just like fuck you around a bit. Like can obvious, take you one way or the other. Yeah. And like, oh, I was, it was all good. But then like the only thing I was really pissed off once with was I, um, I understand I'm not prefect material like head prefect material or whatnot but then I went for like say that but I'm just like I wasn't like the ideal fucking student for that but then I tried out to do um uh the house captain Mm. because I was like sporty enough to do that like I was still and that's more of like a social position and And like prefect you have to do all the anyway that was completely rigged and I think Grace over there will agree with me fucking rigged they pretend the students vote and they I'm don't. not being a bitch, but the girl that got it did not play sports. She was like too, like she was like, I was going to say too left feet. Like she was like just the complete opposite of sport. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, mm. and then I was so angry because I was like, this is fucked. And I remember going to the fucking teacher's like office, uh, like it must be now you coordinator and just fucking losing it. Like I oh, used to you? just like lose it at the, I just feel like this is so fucked up. I was like crying. I was oh, like, you had the balls to go in and lose I went it and had a meeting with her and I was like, this is fucked. Like, she doesn't play sport. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you definitely got that from your dad. Yeah, like, I'd just, like, lose it. Like, I could, like, not lose it, but i just, like, never, I don't like people fucking me over. Yeah. And I went in there and she was so condescending, this teacher. I remember it so clearly. And obviously, I should have probably not cried and, like, said, like, I probably should have done it in a more mature way, but I was only in year 11. Um and she was like, I just think you need to take a breather and just calm down. You're just a bit upset and that's understandable you didn't get it. Like, <laughs> I was like, fuck you, fucking bitch. <laughs> and I just remember being like, I fucking, I'm done with this some private school shit. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's so rigged. Like, just say, like, the teachers vote. Don't make us all sit down and fucking vote. That it is rigged by the teachers. So stuff like that I think builds you up more and more, like shit like that. And if you're more, like, kind of confident on that side of confidence or whatever and, like, have a bit of a fiery side, then that can just like that kind of just stemmed can off. Can see. Well, Jarch has the the same. Yeah. Like he became a prefect. Yeah. But they didn't want him to be one. Well, that's good. He became one. So they he got the student vote, and they were like, "You've got the student vote, but this is all contingent on X, Y, Z, and you can't do this and you can't do that." And he's like, "They fully just singled me out and just yeah. thought I was a fuckwit because." Oh, just if you have a bit of fucking personality. Yeah. Teachers don't like it in private schools. Like yeah. you're always like like literally singled out if you're a bit different or you yeah. don't follow like the complete package for like the perfect Loretto girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. It's funny. Yeah. So you finished school, you went to uni, you had a few jobs which we've discussed and then mm. we started Collide together. Yeah. And one of the things that I admire about you oh, Don't get teary, Steph. <laughs> also annoying sometimes but that you're never fully satisfied so Mm. like let's say we got the collide website going and then you're like no we need to do this and then we're always evolving yeah what we're doing it and it kind of links into your self-motivation as well because obviously you do all the creative for both businesses Mm. how do you stay self-motivated to be constantly Mm. evolving and not um, being stagnant. That's deep, Steph. Well, I feel like that's a skill a lot of people have. Self-motivated. Need. You mean need. for in terms of being within your own business? Well, for example, we've got our own business yeah. and we could sit down and be like, fuck this, fuck that, whatever. But you're always wanting to evolve. Yeah. And I think that's a really good skill to have. That well, I think al- that's what you've answered then. It's just like constantly coming up with, I don't know, like new things we can do. Like I don't really like. I don't like – like I like repetition. No, this is – I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. I don't like repetition. I like – I don't like change, but then I don't like being like – Shackled down to the desk. Well, I just don't like doing something for the point of doing it and then just not ever changing. You know what I mean? Mm. Groundhog Day. Don't like that vibe. I don't like having the same thing happen every day. Like I don't yeah. want to live in yeah, Groundhog Day every day. Like that's just like – that just is my definition of depressed vibes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I like things to be different in that aspect and exciting and there's like kind of the unknown still there. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you've still got like, you know, 
Your the world is your oyster. That's Agreed. why I don't like the idea of having. I think the everyday corporate job because I never ever knew. Like I knew what I could get up to. Like I knew what I could reach and that was it and the capacity mm. I could get within that job and that mm. just bored me so much. Like I was like, meh. Yeah. I think that's why I always wanted to do something a bit different because I'm like, oh, because then you just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah, because you always wanted to start yeah. that like hat thing before. I don't even remember that. That's so weird you remember that. And I don't remember much. Yeah. But when we started Collide, obviously it was quite a few people and then it was us two left together but I remember back in the day when I was working at my law job, like you were always, obviously the website didn't really work, but you were always like thinking of different ways to make it work. Mm. And I think that can be hard when you're not making money. Yes. And like to people who want to start their own mm. thing, it is important to be motivated. Like now it's easy for both of us to be motivated all the time because yeah. we're making money. money. But when then, you're no. not making yeah. money, that's it was weird. That, like it was weird. I could not imagine back then because I had a job and you worked at my mum's shop but yeah. you had a few days at home waking up and being like, okay, things that I'm going to achieve on the website today, I'd be like, fuck that, I'm, no, going, no. I'm going to the beach. Yeah, no, priorities were different then. I've, for a lot of people, obviously a lot of people couldn't work and not make money because motivation for a lot of people is money and at the time for me it wasn't money. It was to get out of what I was destined to do which was going to work a corporate nine to five job and I was not going to do that so yeah I had to do something about it so I didn't and I was lucky enough to be in a position where I didn't have to be making like a really hectic income, income. I was young still and I lived at home I was finishing uni I understand for a lot of people it's not possible but for me and because I was so motivated to just have my own thing and not work for anyone like that was the factor I was yeah, and you also had your parents being like what the fuck are you doing and you still did it I still did it because I just was like I'm not living that life that's not my life so far. yeah you you're very um headstrong yeah. you believe in yourself which is a great quality mm. that you have just so keep on doing you you just, know there's only one you yeah one life sister one life to live <laughs> um then obviously we had collide and we transformed that from the tiny website that it was yes. to the instagram and um like more of a lifestyle mm. advice platform. But your role on Collide is to take the photos yeah. and to come up with the creative. It to, sure is. And to pick all our outfits. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would want to know, I'll ask this about the Arden as well, but the process of doing a shoot for Collide. Mm. And like it's not just going out randomly and taking a photo like you do a mood board you do a shot list you work out locations then you work out what camera you're going to take it on then you style out outfits and then you produce the content so I guess talk me through that oh yes I can do that Stephanie well depending on the shoot I mean bigger shoots yeah for sure I'll do that um I think it's important well Obviously, if Collide, we're really lucky as well because we do have another job. Like, we don't have to put too much pressure on it. It can be like a – it's like a fun, creative outlet for us in a way. Mm. So I enjoy doing that. Mm. Um, and it's – yeah, so if I if we get a brief, depending on what it is, I mean, fashion ones, I'll go off. Um, yeah, fashion was the I'm on. We're on Pinterest a lot anyway. Well, I am a bit. So, like, you kind of already have ideas in your head about, like, oh, that could be fun for a summer shoot with a – linen dress mm. just get some coconuts and put them no, yeah you love your styling pieces <laughs> um so i just have a few maybe saved images and then i'll do my best to like recreate it not like a lot of my images as well are probably like pretty old school editorials which is like i'm not copying like i'll obviously have images that i like from instagrams i like on like i'll save mm. stuff for the vibe or like even like poses, or like you know what I mean. You can get a bit like poses really hard. is really important that you started doing mm. later on. Yeah, where it's like it's not just the photo; it's, it's like, like how we're gonna angle. sit. Yeah, because we're obviously like you're beautiful, but we're not models. No, so it's like it is, and I can be awkward, so it's hard to work it's out. Just the angles of photos. And yeah, stuff. and the yeah. angles. But if someone were trying to start their own Instagram, would you be like, get your Get your, get your bloody mood board out. Get your mood board. Start working on it and um, get on Pinterest. That's mm-hmm. a great start. And get yourself a bloody good camera and a good cameraman. 
Yes. So we've had that problem with our boyfriends not really enjoying it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So just back to Pinterest, do you have any accounts you like or it's more I don't just follow accounts. It's all like because I've had it for so long, it all accumulates like images that you've saved before. And then you have images below that that are similar. They're similar. Yeah. So that's what you do. You just save heaps of you would look up images maybe or like look up a like a photographer and start saving that and then Pinterest will do the rest for you mm. pretty much, yeah. It's great though. Um, tangent, which yeah. I haven't prepped you for, Cornelia Branding, how did that come about? Oh, no, I did actually write that down. Okay. Because we were talking about why I did stuff and I actually went through, yeah, oh, no, Pinterest and stuff. Yeah. I went back to that. Pinterest was a big one for me and – Again, because Pinterest holds a lot of data of old editorials, old school, like, you know, photos and images, like rather than typing into Google. But we did do that too. So I got yeah. a lot of our filler images from just like working. My style was already looking like that. So that's kind of inspired the whole look and feel because I kept saving all these retro like beach shots and like that kind of vibe from like just because I liked them. Mm. And then I started being like, oh, it'd be really cool maybe if we started doing like posters like old school um, alcohol adverts Mm. so then we started looking them up on pinterest and google like all those old Mm. forums and that helped those kind of ads really help with your copy as well oh yeah 100 because they were a lot less censored yeah so you could say whatever you wanted for alcohol ads and it like helps you create your tone that helped me create my tone Mm. of voice it was really fun Yeah. yeah so that kind of helped with that I think before that I'd found like an instagram from america they had that cool retro sun cream and I was like oh that's a really cool I did base like a new product with like an old school element to it. Mm. So then I was like, I'm so gonna you just merge those two together. Those ideas, kind of. and it was like, oh, I want to make. Well, it's an alcohol. I want to make it like old school um, alcohol adverts as like the main posters and graphics, and like you know, mm. and make it like a really like beach aesthetic though, because that's what I like. And what about like colors and fonts and stuff? Well, that's what. I, yeah, after we just sort of inspired from the. Jen, our employee, was very influential in the branding as well. Well, I just kind of told her what I wanted and she kind of went off. But like the alcohol adverts and all the images we saved, all the old surfing posters I saved, like all the old Roxy ones. Yes, cool. Like Quicksilver and stuff. Like they have some great old school ones. They're from like the 1950s, 60s even. Even before then I had some. And then the alcohol adverts were from even before then. The alcohol adverts from like the 20s, 30s, 40s. So it was a mix of the two. So it's like beach retro like fonts with like old editorial yeah, nice. adverts. Yeah. And then we can just use Cornelia as the example for all of this. If you when we shot some of our images, what cameras do you recommend? Yeah, no, I have them. Well, my f- bloody nifty film camera was a great purchase, which is I had to write this down because I fucking don't remember any of their names. <laughs> They're fucking long with numbers and stuff. But this one, actually, this one's all easy. Cameron Cameron. <laughs> camera it's a film camera it's a canon eos one nice we love that one it's got a different so i think i was trying to remember where i got these from that one was from the base and the lens i brought separate so it didn't come with the lens so i had to pick the lens from somewhere else and i'm not 100 percent on what lens i have on my that film camera i, I remember when we were like back in the day like freaking out about making such a big purchase yeah like it was a big deal like I researched this camera for so long it's like the last film camera Canon ever made before they stopped making them so it's like their best final one kind of thing so that's something you'd have to get secondhand yeah these are all secondhand I, I got this one from Japan Japan's like the best like it's got all the cameras film cameras so I researched for a while and then found it and then found a good one found the lens I wanted um but the best thing about this as well I used to have a Canon digital cam- canon like an slr mm. and i can use the le- i can actually interchange the lenses between the two nice bodies yeah which i thought was cool so if i do want to get another new digital canon like base i can use all the lenses i buy for my film camera and that oh one. so the f- that one can interchange yeah back. we actually yeah. don't use that canon camera which is good i used to have it, use it all the time for clyde because we've got the new fuji oh one, yeah but like it would probably be good how many cameras do we own um good question stephanie i don't know maybe five mm. or something yeah 
And then we've got the film camera. I've got the Sorry, little, no, pol- got the Polaroid. We got that the other day. I actually stalked that as well because we bought that other film camera and it just didn't take. I mean, the other Polaroid camera, but the... The um, Stranger Things edition one. I know. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I love Stranger Things, but the fucking Polaroids were too small. So then I researched ones that did like a wide angle one. And this one is called the Fuji... Oh, no, hang on. What's this one called? Um... I think I wrote it down. Insects oh, Fuji film. It's right there in front of me. Yeah. I'm looking at my fucking notes. How out of it I am. <laughs> Fuji did film. you have a bad sleep? I did wake up early. Fuji <laughs> film Instax wide 300. And that is at DigiDirect Bondi Junction. But they're actually sold out for ages. Yeah, but they get them back in. Yeah, because they're so popular and they're yeah. amazing. The quality is so good. And it's a bigger Polaroid. Yeah, like big a Polaroid. Yeah. So you can scan them on. They look really great. And then I've got the pocket size digital one i've actually written these in the notes it's how i found them i've done this in the collide notes yeah but i haven't gone through them the little great for like the digital camera i've got the um olympus stylus which i bought so what you can do on facebook is actually um look up like secondhand camera facebook pages and that's how i found this one i found this guy in sydney there'd be ones all over australia though like you just have to look it up and um, I went through and he had all these cameras advertised. And then I wanted like the Olympus Muji one. I, oh, no, it wasn't Olympus Muji. It was the other really, the contacts one. But it was really expensive. They like no one has it. It's in Japan, but they're like 700 for a tiny camera. Mm. My big one was more expensive, but that's like, you know, it's got the interchanging lenses, whatnot. This one's like the one I've got, but like because it's so well sought out and the photos are amazing. Mm. I don't think I could find it anywhere. So then I looked at the Olympus one and then they had – an Olympus one on this page and I was like done and it's that one I take all the high like the high flash photos are so good on it and like take it everywhere with me yeah I love that one and that it's one's tiny. so easy and it's just like a point and shoot like the other Canon one that I'm talking about that's more like you can play with the light fixtures it's like owning a digital SLR so it's more like you've got to fiddle a bit mm. so that one's a great one and then we got well, I used to have the Canon big Canon camera I can't remember which one ones that everyone you remember that one i used to use but now we transitioned to fuji oh yeah so now i've got the fuji film xt20 which is like actually you can do manual setting on it and you can kind of make it really airy and filmy anyway and it's got a great video yeah i do that for more for like beauty product stuff more maybe yeah and videos but then the cornelia stuff i'd use the polaroid and my two film cameras more to create like a bit of a mix of the stuff all the stuff on the page at the moment is done with my at the moment is done with my big Canon film yeah, camera. I love that one. Yeah. Um, handy hint for people who just want to get a cheap film camera, go to like vintage stores and like. Oh, yeah, then the other thing. So then I got Steph in Bathurst. All the Vinnies have heaps of cameras and all you have to do is go in there. A lot of country ones have it and you bought Heap, your other one yeah. and they're like some amazing cameras. Like for They a have amazing old pages. school cameras. And you just look them up on when you're looking and they're all in the window usually under where you pay for stuff. I'm pretty Yeah, 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 yours? yeah, yeah. And I just like got them all out and then look them all up and like you can see kind of their ratings and what they're good Yeah, films. that's what I did like too. fucking like five bucks to ten. Like five to ten, ten bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've been through that – Obviously, at our other business, the Ardent Co., you're, you've got the same creative strategy, mm-hmm. but you probably have the same formula when you do clients' plans to do the same thing. In what way? Like organising. So what we do for clients is we send them a content plan. Oh, yeah, right. And Ella's in charge of doing all the, like, sourcing all the images, doing all the graphics but I'm assuming you just – we give them a company questionnaire and then you base it off brands there. they're like and then Yeah, do you the kind of get a good formula. idea of what they're vibing from the questionnaire. And then you're like, oh, I know a brand that does that vibe. And then you just go and look up heaps and then do a mood board and then go from there, get some mm. bloody mood images going, get some fonts, some colours. But I put down as well – I think what we did – I was trying to think um, in terms of when we were doing that stuff um, – I don't remember. Oh, the color blocks I was saying is a big one for me. That's oh, how I like that. yes. So, like, if you're like posting for a client or whatever, like, it's really good to follow like a certain color, like matching the colors between images. So, you could have like a different image in the middle, but then it should be matched up with the other image on the other side and it should kind of run through. Like, if it was like a green palm. You taught me that with a 
green cup but in the middle it could be like another color but at least it matches on either side or it flows you know Mm -hmm. like I kind of do that um and then oh yeah the yeah and then I look up Pinterest and Instagram we already kind of make albums for each client so I just have an album of inspo stuff so it's like a big kind of pool of photos already that you can go and look at depending on the client and then in terms of like branding and fonts inspo we love Creative Market. I always go on there even just to look. You can actually oh, that's buy such font a good recommendation. It's amazing. So you can buy like if you like a font, you can buy it there. But you can buy like actual big packs, and they give you examples of what it looks like on graphics and stuff. And then I've got like some Instagrams. I think there's one called yeah Branding Source, um, on packaging, awesome brand design and brand branding. So that's more for like design work for maybe clients if you're coming up with like a branding packaging or like brand refresh more. I've saved heaps of stuff from them before. Um, That's about it. Nice. We're going very overtime. I know. I looked at the time. I've got bloody dinner at seven. I was thinking uh, both fashion and interiors are interesting Mm. that you're very interested in. But I, but I think talking about your personal style is kind of boring. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. Let's just do interiors. How do you – you're very good at sourcing mm. cheap things that look expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all my bloody – so, like, obviously I go on a bit of road tripping here and there, like to Dubbo, like we go to the Central Coast and all go up to Byron or go to bloody where, you know, Jarch lives in Walcott. You're traveling around a bit. I have like, I think it came from going to Bathurst all the time. And they had like the best op shops ever, like fucking amazing. And I used to love going there even to get like clothes or stuff like that when I had no money. And like, I'm not into like really trendy op shopping or anything. I just like they had good like old school stuff that was like kind of trending in, you know, mm. that fashion era or whatever. Um, so then I started like remembering that when I kind of left uni and when I would be driving through to Dubbo, I'd stop and get like amazing glassware or like, you know, bowls and cups and shit. And it's all like all that kind of trends are coming back in. Like, you know, like retro stuff's like it's not even retro. Like there's all different era like style areas in there. And it's amazing and it's so fucking cheap. So I now, feel like anything old is just coming back in. Yeah. Depending what style you're going for. But like obviously I look I've re- I'm on Pinterest a lot, obviously Instagram a lot. I've got like interior magazines. So when I go into these op shops I'm like, oh, that's something that's like could pass at something like in fucking architectural digest or like Mm. you know vogue living like that's literally where they've been been inspired from this like maybe 1950s bloody marble pot you know what i mean like Mm. you kind of know what's kind of trending and then you go in there and you can kind of have an eye for it yeah yeah rather than just going in and buying heaps of old shit like there's a lot of crap in there but like there's a lot of stuff that you're like oh fuck like that looks like exactly what they put in that magazine for like 10 grand i'm gonna get that yeah (laughs) I feel like that's your whole ethos with everything. Like you imitate expensive stuff with a bit of a twist. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, Eddie had a few things to say about you and your relationship. So we're going to play it. You're going to play it? Yeah. But he voice recorded it. He did a voice recording for me. Obviously, Ella's been with her boyfriend, her fiancé, for 10 years. Longer than that now. Um, 11 and a half. (laughs) 11 and a half. Yeah, fuck, it's 11 and a half years. So he's going to tell, answer a few questions I put to him. Are you ringing him or are you vo- recording it? Voice recording, oh. it's on my phone. Okay, let's get in Eddie's audio. Firstly, Steph, thank you very much for sending these questions through. Uh, I've always said the cheesier, the better. So you've done a fucking great job in that department. Um, I love cheesy questions. I'll try and answer them as honestly as I possibly can. First one is what do you think, what did you think when you first met Ella? Look, I thought she was fantastic, obviously. Um, We were like acquaintances first and then friends then lovers. That's probably how I describe it. I don't think that initially she vibed me because I wasn't from the North, which was very contentious. She had a very clicky North group. She says that I was in my East group, but I was in my East group because she left me out of her North group. Now I'm talking about in relation to where you were in the same dorm in Bathurst, whatever. It was a long time ago. I think we can move past it. I've certainly moved past it. I don't, I don't carry any of that negativity with me in my life today. 
But I always thought she was fabulous. Um, obviously, I thought she was very attractive. And then I said it was about me putting in legwork over like a seven or eight, nine-month period. You know, if she was by the computer and she needed help, then all of a sudden I'm a fucking tech genius, you know what I mean? I'm the best guy with computers in Bathurst. So I sit down, I try and help out. I try and sow seeds. Uh, and I think I sowed them pretty well because we've been together for 11 years. So that's how it's done, bruh. That's how it's done. Tips for a lasting relationship? Well, sort of feeds off the back of that. I think you gotta be, you gotta get on well, for sure. You gotta be, you gotta be best buds. Uh, you have to be able to, like, live your own life a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, if I want to go out with the boys, then I should be allowed to. Okay, Ella's been pretty good at at allowing me to flap my wings during our relationship, so that certainly helped. She would say that communication, really open communication is important. Not my strongest suit, not my strongest like ability. I'm working on that though. I'm trying every day to get better, to be a better man. But I think if I was a better communicator, I think we'd, we'd, we'd be even better. Would we have lasted longer? No, because we've never broken up. But we might be stronger. We might be stronger. Um, I guess above all though, like you just got to vibe each other. We've always got on. I love her very dearly. She makes me laugh. We laugh all the time. I hope that's an answer. Uh, things you admire most about it. Well, she's a little goer. I love that she's a little goer. She's a little bloody pocket rocket. If she doesn't like it, something, she'll fucking tell you. She doesn't like taking shit, which, I mean, I'm probably easier to roll over, whereas she's like, nah. She is something she doesn't like. She's India. Uh, respect that. She's always had a crack. Respect that. She works hard. Respect that. She doesn't do shit she doesn't like. Respect that. She And she's building, too, like a variety of great businesses. So I admire that about her. Also, she loves animals, which is cute as fuck. She's obsessed with animals. Like, you know, guinea pigs and shit. I'm like, how many people love guinea pigs? Elsa does. I think it's cute. Uh, I admire that in her, that she's a, she's a lover of all things. Uh, what are you most proud of her for? Um her businesses for sure I think she stuck it out she went it early as well when she was still young like you know young girl having a crack people telling her don't do that don't do this go get a job she's like fuck that bruh um I'm gonna have a crack I'm gonna do it my do it myself and she has so proud as punch of of Eliza for doing that life post-marriage well like how post-marriage are we talking? Because I can guarantee you this time next year, not much will have changed except she might call herself Mrs. Simpson. We still don't know. But, like, I don't think much is going to change there. Maybe a couple of years down the track. Maybe maybe now we're starting to see some changes. Maybe we're seeing some changes now. House, kids, yada, yada, yada. What do I think long-term for us? I don't know. I think we've got a little parcel of land, little parcel of land somewhere. We've got some animals Shetland ponies. Ella's was always one of the donkeys. I don't know why. I think she likes donkeys. Donkeys are cool. I get that. Horses. We'll just be flopping around, I hope. I hope I'm in the garden. I've got a bit of a green thumb going on and I'm fucking planting shit. I don't know what she's doing. She's maybe running pony tours. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but it'll be more relaxed. We'll be, we'll be out of the city. We'll be feet up. We'll be flopping about. I'm a big flopper. And if we have a lifestyle that allows me to flop long and true, then I'm happy. And I think if she's got a little farm where she's got like, you know, some vegetables and some animals running around, then I think she's stoked. Obviously kids, obviously kids, that goes without saying, obviously kids. And more dogs, she wants more dogs. She wants another one now. So, you know, I think, I think in our future there's more dogs, definitely more dogs. Last but not least, what annoys you most about Elsa? Uh one thing in particular she bites her fucking cutlery when she eats so like think about her eating uh ice cream bang she's biting on that spoon i'm surprised she's got teeth left when she's eating i don't know when she's using a fork she doesn't really matter what she's eating she's biting down on that cutlery it fucks me off no end she hasn't stopped doing it in 11 years and i've just had to cop it so there you go uh shout out to collide goss fucking great podcast Shout out to you, Steph, for the cringiest questions of all time. Elza, love ya. See you later. Bye. Pony to us. What do you think? Oh,
<laughs> no, no, that was very sweet. I was just trying to like very remember sweet. what you said. I'm like, fuck. The pony two is just everything made me laugh. Ned just brought up. Then is pretty much everything we've covered in the podcast. Yeah, Ned, you've got bloody five stars, honey. Yeah, let's yeah. work on that communication. Though, yeah, I doll. like that one. Yeah, I think I talk about that enough. I'm glad you brought that up. No, <laughs> the communication. Yeah, fuck. But I feel like that's with like any guy. Yeah. He's just like, but you guys have a beautiful, long-lasting yeah, relationship. Yeah, there's other stuff that's good, the communication. But that's all right. You always need something to work on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Always got to evolve. Yeah, we love evolving. We love evolving. Um, Thanks, Ned, though. That was that was cute. That was beautiful. Good on you, Ned. You love your big bloody speech. You're good on the, good on the rants. Yeah. great. Um, I'm going to close us out, say I agree with Ned. Love Go having Ned. you as my business partner. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. I think we've created something very cool together. Um, now when is it your go? I'm next week. I have oh, one yeah. more question though. Okay. What advice would you give to your younger self? What would you say to 20-year-old Ella? Everything's going to be Okay. <laughs> Everything's gonna be, be all right. Yeah, what is that song? Every little thing is gonna, gonna be all right. Do you want to sing us out? Oh, we got collided. I did it though. Yeah, we did it together though. It's not okay though. I fucked that one up as well. Yeah, you maybe you know, need just, to read more. I know. You need to get across. You know where I get that from? My grandparents used to have the fish that would um move its head when it sang. Like it looked like those fishing kind of artworks, but then the fish sang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I had one in my house. And they would sing that song would be one of the songs. Wasn't it, Grace? Yeah, okay. I like that. Um, That was beautiful. I hope everyone got to know Ella a little bit more and what she does for our businesses. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, Collide Goss for the week. I'm going to recommend an episode. Collide Goss? Oh, fuck. I'm doing it now. What Goss do we have? I love Goss. Collide Advice for the week. Yep. Um, I'm going to recommend you'd actually like this, an episode of We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. I've You're going to say her. We Can Be Heroes and I'm like, that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, she did an interview with a lady called Martha Beck. Mm-hmm. She grew up in a really hectic Mormon family. Then she survived child abuse and sexual assault from someone in Jesus. her church. She got three PhDs from Harvard. Wow, and then, where'd she find the time to do that? Yeah, she's a very clever girl. Then she got pregnant, I think, with either her first or her third son and six months in she was told that the child had Down syndrome. Everyone told her to get an abortion. She was just on the cusp to get an abortion. She didn't. And she didn't. She wrote a book about raising a child with Down syndrome. Oh, that went, sounds like my vibe. Which went really well. Yeah. Um, and then she decided one day that she was a lesbian, left her husband, left her job, le- like wow. renounced her She's whole had about five family. Lives. Nine lives, I should say. Five. Yeah, and then she became a life coach. She's like one of the best life coaches in America. And she and so spoke can... on this podcast all about her life. And it was wow, really interesting. Wow, okay, I'll tune into that. Thank you, Stephanie, for that wonderful advice. I think I've done enough advice. So. Yeah, you're good. And then Watson's Bay Markets I went to on the weekend. Yeah, that looked nice. It was really good. And the next one's on the 14th of March. And they've got like... Oh, you memorised it. Yeah, I wrote them down because sometimes I just feel like I yeah. sound like an idiot. No, you're um, not an idiot. Don't put yourself down. Yeah, so that's on the 14th of March. You can get your dog an embroidered collar with its name on it. So cute. Heaps of food. We love it. All right, thanks, everyone. I'm going to go. Bye. Bye.